Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. All right, welcome back, everyone. It is the OC, the Osteo Connection. I'm your host, Kevin Lockbray, with J-Bone Turnbull. J-Bone. And Dr. Sean Connery. I mean, (laughs) Sir Sean Landry. Connery. (laughs) Sean Connery. So how are you boys doing? Pretty good, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of hockey, a lot of hockey lately, so my hips and... You're Stuff doing great. Your groin are feeling it, but nice. It's okay. See an osteopath. I should. Yeah. I should. How about you, Sean? Or a chiropractor. A chiropractor, yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty good. Sean yeah, didn't adjust you in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> he tried. He yeah. tried. But, uh, no, Sean is a. Sean is the first one in and out of the shower in the, in the men's uh, hockey yep. team. Yeah, I get out. Do you want to talk about it, Sean? What, something yeah. happened? No, nothing happened. I get in, shower, enjoy my post-game brewski. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, great, I'm right behind you. I like yeah. to get it done early. That way yeah. I can okay, not sit there in the heat. I got a question for you guys. Sit back and relax. Yeah. All these years of us playing hockey, right? You always got those few guys on a team that just don't shower after a game. Yeah. Marty, yeah, actually, the... the yep. I don't my, get it. My defense partner. Yeah? yeah? He's so, just not into it. Eh? My, yeah. He's still hooked, hung around for a beer after, too. I like feeling gross, you know, just, just sitting, sitting in my like a long sleeve hooded sweaty. That's, ugh, yeah, I was like, mm, that's hot. No judgment, but that's gross. <laughs> Sounds judgy, <laughs> does it? Just oh. a touch. Okay. All right. Let's say. So, do we dive right into this, or <laughs> let's dive today? Let's What's today? Today, you know, after ten-minute deliberation on the title of today's episode, right? Yes, the title. The exactly. Gatekeeper to Health. Yes. What the, is the Gatekeeper to Health? Well, it's the autonomic nervous system. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I never knew. Well, now you do, Jay. <laughs> so, uh, All these years. Get ready for a ride. This is uh, going to change your practice. So we're talking everything about autonomic nervous system today. And we, Sean, do I have to give you some Ritalin? No. Put your computer down. I'm almost... You're almost done? Let's start over. Why? I don't know. This is the, the, yeah. Because you're typing and we're, I'm, as we're I'm recording? Typing, I'm typing <laughs> notes. Yeah. No, no. Everyone's going to know. You're I distracted. Am. I am. I'm, uh, I'm okay. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. or. <laughs> but while we're doing it, I'm not going to pay attention. No. <laughs> Squirrel. Um, so, yeah. I fig- so, today, that's what we wanted to give uh, is our bit of two cents on what we do to talk about the autonomic nervous system to help our patients, uh, one, be more aware of the importance of it being in check. Uh, when they're not, what, how do the body react to when they are balanced, what benefit they can get from it, how it can help them in the healing process. And we just figured, I, you know, we talk about it a lot in our practices with our patients and we thought we'd share a little bit of uh, how each of us do that uh, to give you guys some examples of what you could use in office to, number one, help your patients get better faster 
and also provide uh, the framework for what they could do outside of when they see you on uh, doing simple things that can help them keep their autonomic nervous system more in check and in balance uh, so that they can live healthier lives, right? Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. Yes. So when, uh, when I say that to you guys, what's, what pops up into your head, Jay, for, for uh, some tips that you give your clients? I don't. I try not to talk to my clients. Yeah. Mostly, is this I, silent. Yeah, I do. I find it works well. Do you do a lot of shushing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's this model I have when they come in. I say they only spoke when spoken to. Right. And it's been, it's been working pretty well. Although I have Did a bunch I ask of holes. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, yeah, no, listen, I talk to them a lot about, well, we're very big on the education to our, of all our clients, right? So I mostly talk about as I'm treating and getting to know them through the first few treatments is a lot of how, you know, whether you see ourselves like an osteopath or a chiro or a physio that no one's really healing you. We're trying to optimize the environment for your body to heal itself. And I tell them the importance of, of, of that and how that occurs and how you can get blockages in your body that kind of start to create that whole adaptation and compensation mechanisms. Condensation. Condensation. Mm, That's the worst. (laughs) That's tough. When when you have condensation coming along, Uh, then you know your autonomics are off. Your joints are... Your back is sweating. Pretty moist. It can be pretty moist. And and when I put my fingers in it, it goes white and stays white. So... You're in trouble. Yeah. 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 I don't want to scare you, but But (laughs) thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. (laughs) Yeah. And... I know a good ambulance driver. <laughs> no. So I think I mostly just, I like to talk to them about that. And again, it takes the onus off of us. It talks about this two-way street, but then I also like to so a educate portion them. of the, the educate, empower, engage uh, stuff we talk about all the time, right? Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's to tell them that here's the things you can do at home. Those are the exercises I usually base things on anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the first things we're taught in osteopathic school is like, if you don't know or it's complex, go back to the basics, right? Yep. Are the cranial bones moving? Is the sacrum moving between the iliac? And can you get like the cranial sacral system to go? Which we know, you know, houses the central nervous system, part of the autonomic nervous system, the attachments of the dura. And so I always kind of try to go back to that, get back to basics, get the center moving well, you know, know the nervous system is able to not have tons of um, constraints placed upon it. And I try to tell them this is why we're you know, not chasing pain. Well, today my pain's in my left side. And I found last time it was up more my neck. And I just talk a lot about the basics of what we're trying to do when you're here. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of the biggest structures. Let's take the pressure off your nervous system. Let's allow your body to overcome that, to power, like to give it more, um, the ability to, to, to heal itself, right? The, auto, the capacity so, to auto-regulate. More so than again, it's explaining those basics to, to show them the one what we're doing because obviously we got to explain especially to new people why are we working on the head why are we working on certain attachments exactly. like that uh to give them the basics of that so they have a clear vision of it one oh yeah they have to understand why yeah. you're why you are somewhere what if it's not near exactly. the pain and for sure communication is key for that right how about you sean yeah uh definitely very similar communication so i i agree it is always the basics i had a great discussion with a patient today just and it's funny because um all the philosophies were aligning we were just talking about something she was going through in life and i and i related it to um you know stagnation or flow and uh 
and you know things happen. She was even it's funny, it came back to even a she was telling me a story about her son with uh or her grandson and a sty, right? And just and and allowing the you know the the sty to to surface and to using an old tea bag, a chamomile, right? And and uh it was funny. So they, I was like, Well, that's exactly what we're doing with your with your nervous system, right? You're stuck here, there's no communication, there's no flow. Um, you know, when things get locked or blocked or stuck, whether it be emotional and or physical. Just throw right? a tea bag on it. Yeah, we'll throw a tea bag on it. We'll use nice. some warm heat. We'll use some warm heat to allow things for flow to flow. But it, it's amazing because the analogy, again, the we know based on the foundational principles, you know, the body is a, you know, uh, uh, has this amazing ab- ability to heal and be healthy if given the right environment. So sure. you as the therapist, you're there to to you know find the true cause see what uh created this this restriction of flow or this blockage so whether it be the dura right or the you know it could be joints right you, you're you're listening to the patient you're letting them kind of guide you you're using your clinical expertise and when you pair that with uh communication you're yeah they get a good understanding and I, we kind of we boil it back too right because we like to say that you know this happens organically over time, um, but there is a way of of setting it up, right? You want to make sure that you are, you know, evolving this process, even in the educational process, right? You want to make sure that they feel taken care of. You're listening to them. You're answering the questions we all know they have about can you help them and and making sure they know they're in the right place and you can help them. And if not, right, you're referring them off to the to the perfect place. But then you use the the right timing and the and the the space to educate them on how amazing the body is and uh, the role they play and the uh, the environments that they live in and how that influences how they show up. So, it is right. It, we're we have a, an amazing job as as healers, um, as uh, therapists, as listeners, to help their body heal itself. So. I like where uh, you went to with the explaining of like the current situation in a person's life, you know? So it, it, if we always bring it back to the basics, like Jay was saying, you know, we have that concept of when everything functions well on a physical plane, on a fluidic plane, on an emotional plane, uh, the body is in a better flow. So the, the explanation to keep it simple with people that we use all the time is to what is keeping you out of flow? Mm. It, either physically, uh, in your life currently with stressors that you're under, uh, and how can we manage those better to allow your body to come back to some normalcy and also uh, have that capacity to heal itself again. So um, <clears throat> this is something I think, and I, I know you guys talk about this a lot too, is you know when we were working on certain dysfunction, you know, the idea is always coming back again to the autonomic nervous system and giving the body's uh, that natural ab- ability to kind of re- repair itself and recover, right? So if we were uh, maybe just to, to give the listeners a little bit of uh, an overview or, or some examples maybe, or if Jason, I know you wrote a couple of things down, we could come back to that after, but um, uh, maybe a, a couple examples of certain things that you, now, because we kind of went over what we would do in office, like from our standpoint and explaining mm-hmm. what we're doing to them for them to feel better and why. Uh, what are some some uh, examples of things you would suggest to people that they do outside of um, 
the office in order to help balance the autonomic nervous system more regularly so that they don't fall into this trap again where they're in uh, hyper sympathetic mode where they just cannot recover and sure and recoup yeah um i'll jump in there sean but that's all right. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen, a, a, to just to rewind quickly, that's why we like this optimization therapy. That's the, that's the communication I have with my clients is that the reason we do this is to keep you moving properly because when you can, we all have a variety of stressors, internal or external, that influences or that can, can negatively influence our body and it's a capacity to, to auto-regulate. So the more they can come in just regularly and we can keep them going, then they can, with, they can withhold those, those forces much better. Right? So the longer you're waiting between the more chance there is that they're compensated enough that they can't bounce back the same. So that I think is a good communication point that I use often. Yeah. Depending on who's in front of me and I really know I need to address like the autonomics and, and just their state of being. One of my go-tos in the last few years is I, for my home exercise plan that I give them is I ask them, what do they, cause they, at the end, okay, we like to give out exercises depending on what phase of care you're in. And I'll ask them, so what do you really like to do? And because it'll be really busy, you know, I remember I had, I think I shared this many, many podcasts ago, Macy always saying that one woman who like, likes to say, I, I know I got to do some yoga. I got to do some yoga. I'm like, okay, that's great. Great idea. You know, and a month later she comes in. I'm like, so have you started the yoga yet? No, I haven't. I, I got to get to it though. I know it's good for me. I know it's good for me. And then when they came in again, had yet to do it. I said, well, why don't we try this? I'm like, what do you really like to do? Oh, I love walking without hesitation. I love walking. I said, listen, I think that should be your new exercise. I said, what do you like about walking? Well, I just, it's my time. I get to, I feel good. I'm outside. I love the fresh air. It just, it's my alone time. I get my thinking done. And I knew right away that it was going to be perfect for her. Right. So I said, I think that's my only exercise. You know, we're not going to do the back stuff for now. I want you to go outside. I want you to focus a half hour a day. You take to walk. Well, the next time she came in her whole demeanor, her whole energy coming in had completely changed because she was actually giving herself some time. Cause that was the most pressing thing going on in her life is that she had so many you know, stresses and things that were building up that she just needed the education that what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing? What's going to take the pressure off your body ultimately is what is making her feel better. It wasn't the 10 McKenzie extensions she did every morning, afternoon and evening. Not that those wouldn't help, mm. but it wasn't what she needed at the time because that's not the state that she was in. Mm. Yes, that's what was going on in her back, but not how she was living life. And I think that's what I try to do is pare it down to stuff. Quite often I'll have people coming in for anything, shoulder tendonitis, whatever it may be. And I like to give out like almost, I call it hand to heel rocking, like a child's pose to a, to an upward dog. Like, and I get them to visualize the spinal cord kind of going through like this sheath and just, and just the release they can have on their nervous system. I, I get them to kind of visualize stuff like that. That's what I usually try to, well, to I like, do. Uh, the way you said, the state too, right? It's obviously mm. trying to change their state of mind. Yes. Their state of being, how and they're living, how they feel. And yes. when they do certain things like that too, to make notice of how they feel different, right? Yes. So that it encourages also to the, uh, the upkeep of it. And guarantee when yeah, she came back in, yeah. I'm like, I think it's, we can both say like, you look a lot better. I'm assuming you're feeling a little you're better. You're an amazing walker. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, but Olympic level, Olympic level, walker. meow walker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. So that's the thing is it's, uh, it's funny how, something simple like that but it's again it's like you'd said earlier yeah. it's, it's listening it's seeing what's what is presenting in front of you and knowing what's the best course of action for that person how about you sean so yeah i try and establish or uh give them the tools to be aware of their environment mm. and the things that they're doing on a daily basis that may 
have, right? Obviously, you know, we know that not everything can be traumatic in nature. And so I make them aware of, again, or allow them the space to be aware of the role they play in their health. And I'm very similar in, I try and identify things as I'm listening to them that I know they like to do. Mm -hmm. I like to teach them, you know, the example of uh, we're here, uh, you know, they're in with us only so much and that uh, a large part of what they do out there in their environment creates the, you know, how they show up every day. So, uh, I like to have that conversation with them. Yeah. And so that, and then, but I, I will sprinkle in things after listening much like Jay, that I know that they won't have trouble. And, and I try and teach them about resiliency. I said, you know, the idea is we want to make sure that your body can bend and not break, right? You've got a lot going on. Um, you're at this phase, whatever phase of care we're at. And this is, you know, this is what I feel. And I, I joke sometimes, I say, I say, I used to give people tons of exercise and they wouldn't do any of them, right? So mm. we're going to grab a few that I know are going to give you, you know, your most bang for your buck, yep. um, whether it be exercises or um, them understanding, you know, things that they're going to get the most impact from. And, uh, but an awareness, I really find it's awareness so that they leave and they're like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, this does, you know, like I say, this is, or the perception, the reality, this is my life. This is the the things, either the habits I do, right? So I I tell them, I think about, you know, throughout your daily, you know, from the moment you go to bed to the time you wake up, what, what, what are you doing with your time that may or may not be contributing to this? You know, do you have enough time for yourself? Do you not have enough time? Um, are you being pulled in a thousand, you know, directions? And, uh, I use the analogy of health. I like to describe it as we talked about this before, but the glass half empty now, not like the positive frame of mind, half empty, half full, but more of like, everybody has a capacity to buffer stress, you know, some are some is different than others based on your age your you know the reality sometimes you know genetic influences whatever but i explain it to them and i say sometimes your you know that space you have left to buffer the stresses is virtually overflowing right and that's when health gets away from us so i use that a lot a lot so i say what can you do in your in your environment that can help reduce or remove some of those stresses so that buffer the capacity to buffer you know, and that's the bend, not break analogy, right? So it can be flexibility, right? You need to work on that. It can be exercise. We need to build up, you know, build up your resiliency through, you know, strength training, depending at where they're, depending where they're at in the phases of care, you know, I'll, I'll match that message to, to where I feel they're at. And, you know, and I, I like to, I, you know, I like to push their, you know, I say, you got to stick within your bubble, but then we're going to slowly expand it. We're going to actually, you know, we want to create change. Right. So, um, but yeah, those are the things I use, but then it's, there are so many tools to, to, sure. to put that, to kind of reset the scale so that we can create that healing environment. And then, uh, just based on listening to the, to the patient, the individual, their circumstances in life, mm-hmm. you know, I'll offer certain advice or not. And then, Yeah, I like the two words you guys mentioned. So awareness, and then state. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it really is the cornerstone to that. You know, to be aware of what state you're in is such a huge advantage to correcting it. And also, what state you're in when you're having pain? Because sometimes you can be in that same state. Do you notice that every time you're in that pain? That's right. You got these things going on in your life. It's trying to make those links, right? Trying to to sit back and and really be a good listener. Absolutely. So, you know, from my standpoint, uh, that, that's, do we, it's, do we ask you? It's, well, it's, I'm, I'm oh, hosting. Oh, so okay. I, 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 you know, 
Where's the mute button? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, it's your okay. turn. Eh? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I really did do you say use yeah, both. It's my turn. No. Oh, you did. Wait, you should probably clean your, your headset, maybe. <laughs> Don't leave it on the floor next time, Sean. I know. Okay. How dare you? Um, but I am winning. The. Uh, so the awareness of the state for me is really something that I'll focus on. Like you were saying, making them aware of like when they're in that external world, what's causing them to be in that particular state and the impact, like Jay said, of that on their biology is so huge in getting them to understand uh, how much more control they have on the situation, the power that they have to, con to, to alter that and bring them back into a balanced state. Uh, so I'll often, just to give examples, so like you said, obviously, moving moving and being in flow like both of you said is obviously something that's of utmost importance because you need to f we're in a physical body you need to move things to to be able to motion is lotion motion is lotion motion is gotta stir the soup that's you gotta stir one. you gotta nice. stir it but then a couple things that we'll discuss is uh well what are some key components to balancing the autonomic nervous system while one recognizing when you're in a state and trying to correct that by either doing some breathing by doing there's often journaling is one big one i'll give especially when people are chronic pain and or uh, you know acute wise pain uh, I'll, I'll try and talk about that just to empty their their glass just like sean was talking about before that's one method of doing that poor sleepers yeah yeah, yeah, poor sleepers. There's so many signs of a, a beaten up uh, autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Right? So poor sleep, poor digestion, uh, can't recover, uh, yeah, weight fatigue. gain, fatigue, all these things that... Uh, it's like the, and like we said, it's the inability to bounce back and forth between the two, right? Because yeah. like you... Well, you said it before, yeah. the resiliency of a person, right, yeah. is dependent on being aware of their state. Yeah. So making someone understand that i think that's our as therapists as osteopaths is the biggest thing to uh, show our patient is their their capacity to have a an impact on that is so significant and so important that if they learn that they can be so much more um uh autonomous in in uh, autonomous. in, the, in the their health process right so yeah. they're not dependent on you know, obviously they're going to have tune-ups just like we always say, but, you know, by applying these certain things, they can really reduce the amount of uh, dysfunction and or pain and or whatever you want to say, disease that can occur on a regular basis, if not, right? Yep. Well, it makes me think you said your glass half full, glass half empty. I usually use the rubber band mm -hmm. philosophy as a to give, you know, our listeners maybe another visual is I commonly tell my clients that, you know, maybe half the people who come in to see us are have an acute injury, the other half just had some pain that developed but never is going away. And I talk about how around the age of 40, give or take five, 10 years, we start to really start to notice a difference in this this rubber band, this ability to be pulled and, and come back again, right? It mm. loses its resiliency, I say all the time. And it made me think, Kevin, the elasticity. Just, the elasticity starts to go, right? But like you said, there's ways we can keep that going. Yeah. And I usually will say it's like us when you're in your 20s. In your late teens, in your 20s, you're going out all the time. You go out, you can go one night, you go out the next night, you're going out the next weekend. And we laugh as you get older, as we can't do that, right? You go out one night and you're like, oh my gosh, you're like a wreck. But that's the same thing as a younger, we're vibrant, we're more, 
we're more resilient. We've got more of our, our glass yeah. isn't so, isn't so full, right? Your We've got cellular more. turnover rate is happening. Uh, you know, it's true. So it's, it helps. It's, uh, it's just all those little visuals you can tell your client or help inform them or, or read from them helps because the more you, they can understand that, hmm, that's right. My bounce back isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But then to, you know, to empower them with like, well, listen, there's strategies to overcome that, right? It's like golf. Golf, your game gets worse. Studies show your game gets worse. Not, it's because your flexibility. Once your flexibility goes down, you can't shoulder turn as much. Your productivity goes down because mm. your putting's just as good. Your, your aerialist stuff, the short stuff's the same, but your big body muscles, the big movers, aren't doing what they can. So mm. it's a, and I just like to always throw in analogies. I try to listen to yeah. them, see what they're into, and find what else can we talk about that they'll grasp it and understand, and then excite them enough to think, wait, I can play a huge role. And how I feel meow versus how I'm going to feel later on in life, right? Mm, yeah, Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, sneaky. No, I, I like that. I like that, Jay. I like the elasticity analogy because um, if, yeah, if you, if you can, I guess it all comes back to communication, meow. Because if you can, if you can uh, present it in a way that they understand, and you make it as easy as possible, now or later. Well, it depends when you do it. Oh. But again, we, we, we did say that there's a process to this. Um, and it is an art form. You'll, 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 start, you'll start to get it uh, and it'll become easier and easier with each patient. The more and more times you hear or you communicate or you actually get out there and, and, and you know, do, do what we do, explaining this stuff to people. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, if you can have these just little analogies or, or, um, or stories in your toolbox that you can help, uh, explain this stuff to people. It's, it's invaluable. Yeah. yeah. I really think it is that is making them aware of this is our number one priority for them to be, be able to, to gain from all this because otherwise it, we're just doing it for them. And then you know, they're, they're never really going to do it on their own when they're yeah. not in office. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the most fun part is trying to see, well, how can, like Jay was saying, you know, depending on who's in front of you or both of you were saying that, you know, how do I tailor this message to bring it back again to the basics of the autonomic nervous system? Yeah. How can I make them understand that you see like the pattern and what you've been doing and the result it's giving you? Well, you're going to need to change that unless you want to remain the same. Well, it's like the cumulative effect we talked about. If someone comes to your office that's super like low and down and we're trying to bring them up and we talk about doing, you know, some rib techniques, right? To get the autonomous going to fire up the sympathetic ganglion. I'll do that at home. If you know someone's like, ooh, just sluggish, can't kind of, you know, struggles to get up in the morning, struggles to like really like push themselves, foam roll, foam roll the T-spine, anything you can to, to yeah. kind of try to influence as much as you can versus mm. the stressed out client, the one that's constantly super sympathetic. I'm mean, getting them whatever it may be, chin tucks or that, that child's pose, something to calm and take yeah. pressure off of them. That's, that's the whole thing is how can you, like Sean, you said that earlier, like, there's 168 hours in a week. They're only here once a week or once every few weeks. There's a lot of time where you can help them at home with, with tools they can use to help balance it when they, so when they come back in, you can build on to the last treatment that you can, you know, continue on and not have to keep reverting back and, and fixing. One uh, last one was uh, that I that I like to do too is making them aware of their their self talk. Mm. Yeah, you yeah know, highlighting that when they're in your their your office, you know, and how many times they said they're never going to get better, or how many times they said, uh, you know, this never works, or <laughs> you know, right. So that that in essence too is pretty powerful when they start to see that and how much 
you know, impact that has on their structure and, and how they live, you know, is, uh, is, is a huge one. Uh, anything else guys? No, I think a circling around, it, it comes back to the basics, right? The foundational principles yeah. of what we do as healers. And, uh, and if each client or patient can understand that, then they, we are empowering them to heal and be healthy and to be the driver in there and to take responsibility, right? We said it's the, Absolutely. it's to be the driver, to know that you're in control. It's kind of the flip side of the allopathic paradigm, right? Mm. Which is no, the doctor's got all the power, right? No, they have the power and you know, health doesn't come from a pill or a potion it comes from within so if, if our job's to remind them of it remind them of it right and to <laughs> yeah. remove interference right so sure. so whether it's you know nervous system interference circulatory interference it comes back to this idea of flow we want to remove interference yep. in their life in their habits right habits of daily living in you know in their relationships right you're more than just a, you know in this role we have as therapists yep. and we're more than you know, we're more than just two hands, right? We're there to actually uh, empower them and give them the tools to uh, to kind of drive their own life wherever they want it to go. So, awesome. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, these are some simple tips that you could put into practice yeah. right away uh, with your patients. Um, they We've been using them for a long time and they really work well at help, helping educate people and empowering them and engaging them in this process of uh, becoming more aware of what state they're in and how they can change that uh, to benefit their their well-being. Yeah, communicating the message. Yeah. Right? That's what it is. We're communicating uh the message so now you can reach us uh can maybe a little shout out first to our canadian listeners i think this is coming out right oh. before thanksgiving so oh happy thanksgiving to is our it? canadian listeners this yeah. friday there it's coming out this one i believe oh, so perfect not? if not happy belated yes. yeah. yeah so we're we doing end. uh apple pie or pumpkin pie what's the tradition dingleberry pie Ooh, both pies <laughs> Dingle. No, I don't no. think we're having dingleberry pie, <laughs> but maybe pumpkin. <laughs> Pumpkins for you? Yeah, yeah I think so. Sean, apple, yeah. pumpkin, both? Oh, for sure, both, yeah. Yeah? We'll have both. Yeah. Nice. That's good. I'm, I'm sure there'll be more than one thing, but uh, yeah. Anyways. Is everyone doing turkey or what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Turkey and ham. We usually do a little Ooh. combo. Turkey and yeah, ham. Yeah, turkey and ham. Lots to be thankful for, that's for sure. Nice. Right? Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. So again, uh, you guys can reach us at uh, osteomentorship.com. Um, we are just about to start our MBO program. Yes. Either we've started or next we're just week. About, yeah. Depending yeah. on when this falls out, either yeah. we're starting or we will have just started. So if you're listening to this and we haven't started yet, join the program. Still time. There's oh. still time. It is ticking, though. Yeah. It is ticking. So the doors close, it. and uh, you'll have to wait till next year. Unfortunately, it's osteometership forward slash mbo. Osteometership dot com forward slash mbo dot com forward slash m like m mother m b and meow and meow and meow. No, we all get one there. Um, so we look forward to seeing you guys next week. We promise we're gonna we're gonna throw up some more interviews. Yeah, we're yep. we're, we're yeah. in the process of uh, of. So if you guys throwing know, out some emails, yeah, throwing out some emails. We're getting our schedules aligned so that we can have some rock stars in the osteopathic profession. We're gonna we're gonna circle back with a bunch yep. of our friends in the UK, a bunch of our friends over in Australia, and some here in Canada. And we look forward to bringing some awesome content to you guys for our hundred and beyond episodes. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome. Have a, have a great week. Peace. Ciao. 
Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.